Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my talk about my hopes for the season of opulence. I have, a lot of things have gone out and got a lot of information. This video is being recorded on June the 3rd, the day before opulence goes live. So this will probably hit YouTube after a lot of things have happened. So keep that in mind while you're watching this on YouTube or listening, that this was recorded and, and done live on stream before the contents come out. I will be traveling for EA Play and E3. So videos are going to be hitting at weird times on YouTube. I'm going to do my best to cover all the things, the raid, first impressions of the content, the bungee stream. I'm going to do my best to do that, but when you listen to stuff like this, just keep in mind, I'm trying to create as much content as I can for you guys, but sometimes it hits YouTube in a weird way. So, Opulence Hopes. I want to talk about the grind, the loot, and the pinnacle weapons. And if you're listening or watching in other locations, I may or may not be live right now because with the traveling, but typically I go live in the mornings around 8 o'clock Eastern if you want to watch the stream to be part of the talks. So, Uh, Let's talk about the grind, because this is obviously one of the more important parts that I feel like they kind of missed the mark with Drifter. Right now, we're grinding for the resistant mods that can fall in the Gambit Prime gear that you get, the armor that you get from in here when running the Reckoning. But this is not something I did a lot. I barely touched Reckoning this season. I barely was grinding the content. I didn't find it appealing. I didn't like how they set it up. It was a little too narrow. So I want to talk about the grind first because I think that's the that's the primary mechanism that sort of makes the content worthwhile, especially in an annual pass format. I also want to make sure we talk about the loot because that's something that Forge didn't necessarily get right. Drifter got a little bit better, uh, and then we're hoping it's 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 an improvement. And then pinnacles, it's kind of where I'm 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 the most worried and the most concerned about the pinnacles. So let's talk about the grind. First of all, we need a good and a varied lube. I think a lot of the times people forget that this game is about repetition. I I worry that a lot of the times the community makes the wrong criticisms or focuses on the wrong things. A good loop means you will be repeating content. You will be repeating stuff, replaying it over and over. You're not going to be just running all new stuff every single day, never anything repeating. These games live and die on a content loop. Whether you play Borderlands, Elder Scrolls Online, Diablo, Division, or in this case, Destiny, you're going to be repeating content. Now, we need to be a little bit varied, and I think this is where they've done a pretty good job. If the drop rate of Reckoning and the content itself wasn't very, wasn't poor, I think Reckoning is a good example of an iteration away from what they did in the Black Armory. Black Armory was forges, they were really small encounters, they were pretty basic, and then in walks the Reckoning with a different mechanic, a different way of doing things, and it's a different environment, a different flow, and it's varied. Now, some of the times the worry would be that we're going to be doing the same type of content all the time. It's all this Horde Mode-esque, it don't ever really land the Horde Mode plane, a lot of people think. As long as it's varied and loopable, I, I will get in there and grind my face off. I thought the Forges were good in Black Armory, even what we're doing now, just doing the Tier 1 of the Reckoning, hoping to get the Resist mods, Uh, there's major, minor, uh, and boss resist mods you can get. Even just running this over and over again, I find enjoyable. I don't know why. I just have always found loopable content enjoyable. I think a lot of the community does as well, as long as it's accessible. Just challenging enough and varied. Now, consider this with me. We need accessibility, but we also need difficulty spectrum. This is something I've talked a lot about, and it feels like we're going to be getting that in the menagerie. There will be the accessibility factor of going into normal six-man. You just match-make, no problem, and then the heroic version is going to launch later. When this video hits 
YouTube, Heroic probably won't be out yet. So we don't really know how those two are going to flow together, how satisfying Heroic's going to be, what's going to be the reason to run Heroic. Uh, are you going to run Heroic for loot or armor or ornaments, or is it going to be uh, a, just a faster loot turnover because you can maybe charge the Chalice quicker in Heroic? I happen to think it's probably going to be the latter. You're going to charge the Chalice quicker in Heroic, and that'll be kind of your reason uh, to run it. We also need a, a raid with a strong incentive to grind, okay? I think one of the dangers with the raids lately is that they do a smaller offering. It's a shorter raid. It's a smaller amount of loot. So it's a smaller offering. So the desire kind of to grind a raid week in, week out goes down. The other thing that ends up hurting raid grind, I think, is the way they do the exotics. The exotics don't drop. They, they you know, their drop rate's really, really low. They only drop at the very, very end. And everybody feels like, what's the freaking point? I can't get a 1K. I can't get an Anarchy. So overall, I hope the grind is varied. I hope it's a good loop. I think the community needs to remember that that's what this game runs on is a loop. And I hope they thought wisely about accessibility of normal and heroic and also having a, a raid that feels like it's really, really worth your time each week. Um, which the danger there would be sharing a loot pool with the menagerie the way they did uh, the way they did with the black armory and the the raid scourge of the past now let's talk about the loot this is an area where a good grind a good grind can fall flat on its face if the content is good and the loop is good the, the gear that's dropping, the guns that are dropping have to be equally as interesting so we need new perks we need stronger perks, we need perk diversity and variety, things we've not seen before, because if it just feels like it's a bunch of new weapons that are more of the same, this is kind of where Black Armory fell short, Black Armory gave you the intentionality, Black Armory gave you the the volition that we love where I want this, I'm gonna grind for this and then I'm gonna get this, like that was a really really good pivot that they did in Black Armory, but the weapons themselves were were not anything phenomenally new. Like, they're good. Blast Furnace is a great weapon. Uh, the rolls you could get on Kindled Orchid were obviously interesting, but, you know, in general, they weren't doing anything that we didn't already have in the game. So I'm hoping that we see uh, new perks more diverse perks we need perks that you know add some variety like maybe making you run a gun that you might ordinarily never run before i never really considered using a primary smg in pve and then you get recluse which you're seeing me use right now and you're like gee many christmas this thing is kind of broken now we don't want weapons that are too strong i don't want the recluse to be nerfed but more than likely it's probably going to get nerfed uh just given bungie's sort of behavior lately with nerfs and their philosophy but we, we really, really need the perks to be the like sort of the engine of the motivation. If I'm going to chase a gun, I need to be able to know that this thing can have some pretty amazing things on it and some pretty great combinations, and that's been kind of lacking. They did a good job in Drifter adding new perks. A lot of them were basically things we'd already seen, but at least they had new names and at least they added some, some differences uh, to the loot. But then, again, there was no intentionality in Drifter, and that was one of the main criticisms, which is being answered in Season of Opulence. Lastly, with respect to loot, the pinnacle weapons don't look that promising. Let's talk about the pinnacle weapons. I'm actually pretty concerned about this. Now, maybe this was done on purpose because they wanted the other new weapons to shine, a lot of the things that are going to be in the Menagerie or the Raid. Maybe they wanted to give them more room to be really, really good. They didn't want the Pinnacles to be the overarching, you know, only weapons that really, really matter. I mean, that can happen when you create powerful gear in general, is that other stuff beneath it doesn't really matter, but 
<clears throat> the pinnacles aren't looking so good. They're not looking so good. So the nade launcher, they give it blinding grenades. I don't know why they did this. I, I don't really understand the purpose of this. Their reasoning in the, you know, uh, in the TWAB was, oh, you can stop a captain from teleporting or you can slow down that rushing gladiator. I don't know about you, but I don't really use my heavy weapons for mid-tier enemies like that. Mid-tier enemies, I usually slow down with a shotgun or a trace rifle or with all the fusion rifle buffs, maybe a fusion rifle. I'm generally not pulling out my grenade launcher for those types of encounters. Blinding a captain or a gladiator, keep them from doing them, you know, their things. Also, also, it's one... Uh, it's one orb per grenade. You can you can basically get six grenades buffed, but it's one orb for every grenade. So you got you need six orbs every time you want to maximize this thing's damage, which means you potentially have to kind of run around and find them. Uh, and then that means if they're not on the ground, this is basically just like a generic normal grenade launcher with blinding grenades, which doesn't sound that interesting to me. Uh, I have some questions. Will it will it get the buff if it's stowed? If I'm running on a, over orbs and it's stowed, if, if if I have it holstered, does it get the buff? Can I get the buff and then stow it? Uh, what you know? How's that function? Is a big question that I have. I think the sniper. Everybody's you know out of the gate disappointed in the sniper. I think the sniper is going to be the sleeper hit. I think the sniper is going to uh, you know be the thing that everybody thought was going to be terrible and it ends up being amazing. That's kind of happened lately, right? PV, PVP is kind of banging on all cylinders. Luna's is a great weapon. You know, obviously it's getting nerfed, but you know the Luna's and the Not Forgotten were great. The Recluse is silly. Uh, these are all great weapons. I mean, the Claymore is really good in PVE. Uh, obviously, you probably wouldn't use it now that the Recluse is out, but, you know, really good PVE weapons. So the Sniper is probably going to surprise people. And then the Bow. I think the Bow is another kind of disappointment. It's like, why did you build a weapon that centers around crit hits and it's an energy weapon? Energy weapons get less crit bonuses. Uh, so you've designed a weapon that is going to be used in its in a non-optimal way. It should be a kinetic. I don't really understand the logic and the reason there. Obviously, we're going to hold out feedback and use it, but the pinnacle weapons aren't looking so hot. So I really hope the grind and the loot is really, really rewarding. I try to do these hopes videos before content comes out just to kind of say, this is what I hope happens. And then we can always look back after the content drops to kind of weigh in. I'll also do a first impressions video. I'll try and get that made while I'm in California. So as with all of my content, we're going to transition to Q&A. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. As with all of my content, I appreciate you liking, listening, and watching. Please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a Q&A session that followed my hopes about Season of Opulence. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. When this hits YouTube and the other platforms, I may not be live. I am traveling for EA Play and E3, so keep that in mind. Some of the structure of how my videos have hit and been paced out. I staggered some of my content because I was going to be gone and not able to create videos. So this is being recorded on June the 3rd, the day before uh, Opulence goes live. So if it seems like a lot of this has already been answered by the content itself or by Bungie, keep in mind when it was being recorded and, and why I do it this way. I try to create as much content as I can for you guys, but when I travel, I have to kind of navigate that a little bit differently. So let's jump right into the questions first question is do you think we will get more vault space in the upcoming season no it would have already been announced uh bunker bound do you think grinds for guns like recluse should be locked behind crucible activities i'd be happy if they did multiple requirements 
um, by 50 made it doable in strikes? No, absolutely not. I don't like suggestions like this. You should never be asking for them to rip a gun out of its context and make it easier to get. Like, that's a, that's not a fair uh, request. Um, you know, the one there's one in Gambit, there's one in Vanguard, there's one in Crucible. It's totally fair. 1K voices in Anarchy are in the raids. Like, that's just the way the game has always been. To suddenly say, no, you know what, you guys should put the guns available and, you know, I should be able to get them everywhere. That grates against the entire identity of Destiny. It's a loot-based game. Loot is in locations, whether it's a strike, a raid, a nightfall, or whatever. And asking for really good gear to be available basically wherever you want. Like, how far down that... How far down that rabbit hole do you want to go? Why did I not get a piece of armor? I don't understand. I got a Reaper Synth instead of a piece of armor. Like, if you go down that rabbit hole too far, are you gonna argue... Are you gonna argue that you should be able to... Um... You should be able to get stuff from public events. Oh, if I do enough public events, I should be able to get a 1K Voices. If I do enough Strikes, I should be able to get a Recluse. If I do enough Crucible, I should be able to get a Loaded Question. I must have forgot to wager. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, you can't really go down that rabbit hole all the way down to the bottom because you basically just start arguing that every good piece of gear should be available no matter what you play in the game. And that just doesn't jive with Destiny. Destiny is basically built on the idea that you go into given areas, bosses, strikes, whatever, wherever wherever the location is. Uh, and when you do that, that's where you grind for the loot. Like, what we're doing right now is part and parcel to the Destiny experience. You basically say, I want these mods, they can drop in these armor pieces, I'm gonna run this activity over and over and over again. And when you're done running that activity, it's either because you got sick of it, or because you got what you needed, right? Like, that's generally how it goes. And if you, if you play the game like that, then I feel like that's when you start to take more pride in the stuff that you earned. Now, like, Recluse is a little different because, like, it was really difficult to get. Um, It was really, really challenging. It took a long time. I mean, I'm not a fair example. I had a bunch of really strong players basically help me uh, get it way faster than most. Um, That's not really a fair comparison. So, like, the grind for most people to get the Recluse is it kind of justifies its strength. Now, part of the problem with the Recluse is, though, I mean, it's so unbelievably strong. It's great to have a weapon that is that strong and feels that worth it. But it definitely feels like it's going to get nerfed just because of how strong it is. I'm not saying it should be. I'm not arguing for its nerf. But I'm saying that according to their thought, Bungie's general thought process lately, this thing's probably going to get nerfed, um, which will be a bit of a bummer. But in general, I don't, I'm never going to side with folks that are like, I should be able to get this really good gun without going and doing the hard thing that other people did. And then if you make the argument, well, make it take longer. You know, I don't, if it makes me, if it takes me longer to get it or whatever. Yeah, but still it grates against the identity of destiny. Leviathan. I'm hoping for lots of replayability. Do you think drop rates could become an issue? Like they always seem to be. I want there to be drops that are guaranteed, but farming for god rolls be the name of the game. Well, I mean, you're basically describing why the last the last question um, and really the start of my talk is an important one. 
having a good loop is contingent upon a couple of things number one it needs to be kind of satisfying content you know you're killing baddies you're killing bosses it's pretty satisfying and then there needs to be a reasonable drop rate because if not then it feels like a fruitless endeavor this is why so many folks got frustrated with the 1k voices drop rate okay now the reason random rolls protects you from being too generous is that it'll take it can just basic math here right it can take you a ridiculous amount of time to get a god roll and so you're continuing to chase let's say there's a shotgun that everybody wants from the menagerie your buddy could get it week one you could get it week three you know because god rolls create that that natural longevity now the reason i call it natural longevity unnatural longevity is when they just gate stuff or they're so insanely stingy with the drop rates like they are in reckoning that it's not a, it's not like an organic and a natural longevity it's like you literally won't give us the freaking weapons so if we're going to grind for it it just gets drawn out into the absurdity but the reason that the intentionality of Ada's bounties and the reason that this looks so promising the intentionality that they're going to be giving us in this content is because you always have that sense of there's a chance, there's a chance, there's a chance. Um, I wish there was radar, dude. I wi- I waste so many Novas because I'm like right next to a teammate and don't realize it in here. It's so tough. Um, Blackout makes this not... It's, it's not the ads that are frustrating. It's your teammates because you go to throw your Skull Nova and then as it's slowly flying to its destination, your teammate unloads his recluse. Um, so, you know, you... You want it to be organic. Why am I continuing to grind black for like the black armory forges? Why was I continuing to do that? Because I knew I could get the guns at a certain interval. And every time that gun dropped, it was a chance at the god roll that I wanted. Every time it fell, it was like, okay, this is exciting. You know, the the that that sense of reward, that endorphin injection, that dopamine injection, sorry, happens, and you're like, yes, I'm getting something for my time. And then you check the role and the role not being good or not being the god role that you're looking for that becomes the primary source of the grind does that make sense like if stinginess is the primary reason that you're grinding okay and that's the primary reason that you're grinding because they're stingy and they won't give you the gun it really it, it like literally won't drop well then that's not organic that's not being driven by the desire of the player the desire of the player is saying, this is the god roll that I want, I'm chasing it, and until I get it, I'm not done. That's organic, that's natural, that's determined by the player. If the game is like, nah, you're never going to get this freaking hand cannon, and that's why you keep grinding, that doesn't feel organic because you're not determining that. They are. Bungie's determining that. They're saying, nah, we're not going to reward you, we're not going to drop the thing, we're not going to give you the thing. And then you're staying in there out of need instead of out of want. It's like, I can't even get the dumb thing to drop. I didn't realize that Wizards had a, a knockback. She's actually knocking me back when she does her little uh, her little flex move. I didn't realize they could do that. I thought they were one of the few that didn't have knockback. Um, so... In, in, in general, in general, grind functions on two things. Loopable content and a good incentive okay and that all falls apart that all falls apart with stingy with stingy content or in this case in this case 
the you know the reckoning is both stingy and it's I wouldn't even know if I would call it loopable. I would say reckoning tier three doesn't feel loopable. It's like narrow and not very fun, um, and I think that leads a lot of people to just not enjoy it. You it com- it's compounded by the lack of um, it's compounded by the stinginess, right? The content itself is super punishing, really easy to fail, and then not only is it really easy to fail, it's really, really stingy. So the two the two are really compounding on each other. Okay, next question. Zeta, do you think uh, we will see Callus? Do you think we will see Callus in the new raid at all, or maybe find out where he is? I don't think he's going to be in the in the raid. No, I don't think he's going to be in the raid. Oh, it's up here. The rally flag. There we go. That is really odd. I don't think he's going to be in the raid. No, I'm starting to agree more and more with people that think it's going to be related uh, to somebody sent by Savathun. And that'll be this is going to be the, the pointer to Taken Queen, which I believe is in September. I believe is in September. I believe September is Taken Queen, Savathun, Dreadnought, all that. I believe that's how they're going to handle it um, with respect to the pacing. And this is a good time to kind of introduce uh, that element to the game. The, the the day one emblems are all hive, like they're all hive looking. Uh, I have a feeling, I have a feeling that, that it's, it's going to be, it's going to be that. And again, you got to consider they're doing this raid and launching it at a time where it's coinciding with marketing. They're going to launch this raid. As I predicted, Thursday's hitting. They're talking to us about the next era and then they're going to E3. This is everything I like. This is everything I said was going to happen. I was like, I get this is not by accident. This raid launch is not to me. It was like, it never felt like a true sort of, Oh, we're testing a new system. Now, sure. The contest modifier is new and they're testing that, but in general, the, the, the timing, I just, you could, you could sense it had more to do with marketing, which means the boss could have something to do with the marketing as well. Instead of just the actual rate itself and the timing of it to get it out of the way, the actual boss itself could be related to, you know, what they're talking about the next era, the next DLC, the next annual pass, etc. So I, I'm interested. I'm very, very interested in, this is the most I've ever been interested in a raid boss. Like, we kind of knew we were going to face Oryx, Crota, there was no doubt in your mind who you were going to be facing off with. Um, you know, it was it was pretty obvious what was going to be going on there. This time, it's like, rather than Machine, we all assumed we were going to be facing the Iron Lords, like we were going to go find them, because the the dialogue in the trailer said, you know, we, we, we need to give them the rest that they deserve, and I was like, we're going to go down and kill Siva Iron Lords. Unfortunately, it ended up being Siva Iron Lords uh, in the actual story mission and not in the game. Not in the raid. I'm not sure what happened there. Our, uh, our, t- our TTK on her was really bad. Uh, next, Gumby. Do you think the end of the raid will give any hint to the Dreadnought coming back? Just talked about this. I think it's very possible. Fu Moon Fang. Do you think Opians will continue planting the seeds for D3? I, I mean, everything's going to be heading that way. I got an impact mod. Dang it. I don't want an impact mod. I don't want to be a pirate. Uh, I think everything's heading that way. The triangle ships, 
The triangle ships are D3, and that's where we're headed. Callus wants us to, to, to get stronger. Callus wants us to test us. He wants us to give stronger weaponry. He wants us to be ready for whatever's coming. Unlikely allies is a significant theme in the game right now. Um, it's a significant theme in, in the game right now. Unlikely allies. You got Mithrax. You got Drifter. You got you got Spider. Uh, you got the Queen. You got Aldrin. You got Callus. It's just so many, so many unlikely allies. Um, to to oh, he's doing that on purpose. He's planting the flag and like killing himself at the same time. Freaking show off. RJ. With the upcoming gunsmith changes, how would you feel if the gunsmith started selling some of the mods, such as minor resist, on occasion, uh, and it would eliminate folks to grind? I don't know why you'd want to have him sell something you can grind for. That's not... (laughs) Right? Oh, I didn't deposit. Yeah, I don't know if you want to start taking stuff. I don't don't know if you want to start taking stuff and dumping it in uh, there. Didn't I deposit? No, I didn't. Yeah, I forgot about Aldrin. Yeah, there's a lot of unlikely allies that are more than likely going to assist us in the, the in the fight that's coming, right? In the fight that's coming. So, if you start asking for them, though, to go to this question, if you start asking for them to sell things that people grind for, I think that's problematic. I think that's problematic. Because you're you're basically asking them, hey, this thing that other people grinded and it took a really long time to get, can you just sell that in the in the tower? Yeah, I just want to be able to go buy it. Um, so, flying high, will you be able to power level as usual tomorrow night? I mean, you'll be able to go do milestones and everything. Yeah, they're not taking those away. The raids will be shut down until the oh, the raids will be shut down until the new raid is beat. Uh, but that's not, they're not, they're not going to suddenly change the way leveling works. You're still going to have to do milestones that like enhancement cores aren't getting changed. They dug their heels in on that on, you know, on a recent blog post where they explained why enhancement cores are staying in infusion. Um, so yeah, Govington, what sort of repercussions from the allegiance quest do you think we'll see in season of opulence? I don't know if we'll see any. I I doubt, I think it I don't know. It felt lighthearted and fun. It didn't actually feel like it made an impact. That's kind of not destiny um to have things like that impacting the game long term. Uh they don't really do that. Um I don't know. At least I don't feel like they really do that. They don't. Do- Thanks, bro. They don't really. Um, they don't really have you like. Oh, you made this decision, so now you're gonna you're gonna have these repercussions and this boss or that boss or blah blah blah. Uh, so if Allegiance Quest decisions carry over, that I, I'm not gonna make a big prediction about that because I don't think they're gonna be doing that. Unconventional. With the meta shakeup and exotic nerves coming opulence, what exotic armor pieces do you think are still worth using? I still think you're going to see people using Skull, Phoenix, and Orpheus rigs. And the reason you're still going to see people using those is because they're still going to be very, very strong. Just because they get diminishing returns doesn't mean there aren't going to be... They're still going to be really valuable. 
because they give you your super back. Getting your super back is insanely helpful. Like, if, if you go into really challenging endgame content, okay? If you go into really challenging endgame content, are you going to... Are you going to want to not run Well of Radiance? Well of Radiance is still going to be a great super. It's still going to be a great super. And then when you add Phoenix to it, it makes it even better. Same with Skull Nova. Skull Nova is great for crowd control. And that's not going to change just because you get diminishing returns. There aren't any other exotics in the game that are that powerful that you're suddenly going to be like, well, now that I get a little less super back, I can definitely see myself using Apotheosis Veil. I can definitely see myself using, you know, you know, Claws of the Ahamkara or something. Like, I don't even know what other ones people would even think about using. Um, just considering making... I'm trying to think of how I would phrase this. Like, making a really, really strong exotic a little less strong doesn't mean that automatically all the other exotics suddenly become useful. Because there aren't a lot of useful exotics in the game in general. And that's kind of the way I think it's going to land. Do you think the grind will be worthwhile? That's generic. It's up to the player. Golden, do you think exotic quests will give us choices between what activities to do, similar to the Thorn quest? I mean, they can do that sometimes, but I just, I, I don't think we want to approach quest line items and say, well, I should be able to do whatever I want to complete this quest. First and foremost, they tell you what you need to do to get the weapon, all right? And in a loot-based game, that's pretty nice to know, I got to do this, this is about how long it's going to take. Oh, I didn't see him there. This is about how long it's going to take. And I'm guaranteed the weapon, okay? That's already pretty nice. That's already... This is ridiculous. That's already pretty nice. Stop going for reses. We're all just going to get farmed by this doucher. I would think asking on top of that, like, not only should you give us a linear point A to point B way of getting a weapon, I'd also like it to be easier. (laughs) I want it to be easier. I want to do the things that I want to do. I think I think we can we're starting to get a little spoiled if you think that every pinnacle or every exotic should have like optional paths for them to you know to earn them. You're already you're already getting a guaranteed route to an item. That's all that's already pretty nice, I think. I hit the sword. Awesome. Will strikes finally be strikes again? Not worth answering. Amish Milkman. I'm hoping this season does not fall short because Bungie's being secretive about plans for September content. This season past cycle works, but if Bungie is just putting band-aids on Destiny until Destiny 3 shows, do you think that this style of content will continue into year 3? I think the style... uh, Yeah, I think the annual past style is not going away. Now, do we need more substance? Sure, but the flow, I think, works just fine with the way that we play. You know, the weekly the weekly daily hobbyist grind, I, I don't think that... I think the annual pass is in step with that grind. Right? I think it's in step with that grind. Like, you're playing on a daily and a weekly basis, and the annual pass is in step with that. We just need more substance. Opulence feels like a good step in that direction. The chalice, the, I, I honestly think the chalice is 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 
it sounds like something I literally described during Season of the Forge. I said, we need charge-up bounties that can be discharged so we don't have to go back to the tower. So it just sits in my inventory, right? That's what we said, and that's what the chalice sounds like. You literally put the put the stuff in, go and do it, and then do it again. You don't have to go back to the tower. You're charging up the chalice and then getting your loot and then charging it up again. That's literally what we asked for. Like they're doing, I think, a pretty good job of meeting some of the requests of the community in a way that should make for a really good grind. Um I think I missed some subs here. The, D- Captain McFly with 14 months. 14 months from Real Groovy Grim and Rogue with 7 months. Thank you. I'm going to save my super. Next question. Tokyo Prince. Do you think the raid will be good enough? Uh, will be good replayable raid or just another world's first event Bungie's pushing out? I can't really make a prediction here. Like I said in my talk, like the loot has to be worth it. I just felt like when I looked at Scourge of the Past, it's like I can go grind for weapons I basically already have or weapons that aren't all that interesting. Scout rifle, meh. Fusion rifle, meh. Uh, the threat level, I have an Icolos. Like, it just, I don't know. It didn't, it did not feel like there was a strong, there, there just, I just did not feel a strong draw to go in there. Um, so, I, that's just one of those things where they have to create, and I've been saying this since Last Wish, by the way. I didn't I didn't just say this about Scourge because it had a smaller loot pool. I've been saying since Last Wish, the the raids in general need to offer content uh, loot that can't be gotten anywhere else. Think Fatebringer, think Vex Mythoclass. Now people are gonna say 1K voice is an anarchy. I'm like, okay, what about the rest of the weapons? If I'm going to grind for a god roll, if I'm going to grind for a curated roll on something, then it needs to be, it really needs to be a standout. If it's not a standout, then it ends up just sort of being a lateral replacement to something I already have, you know, getting a, getting a, a roll, a god roll on the nation of beasts. It's like, well, if you already have a good hand cannon or you could get a good trust, right? You, you don't necessarily even need to go for that weapon. Um, and so what ends up happening is bad RNG happens, right? Bad RNG happens. And then nobody really wants to put in the time because it's like, if you don't need it. And I always use my Imago loop grind as an example. Okay. I always use my Imago loop grind as an example. The Imago loop was something that I needed to replace a vacancy in my loadout. And I did a a ridiculous grind to get it. Okay. So if I still had my fate bringer, I would not have done the Imago loop grind as long as I did. I would have eventually, I would have given up much sooner. And the same thing can be said for raids. Okay. So, you just mentioned Fatebringer, curated version of Nations Beast is Fatebringer. Yeah, but you're not you're not tracking with me at all, okay? You're not tracking with me. I don't need a Fatebringer during Last Wish. I have a Midnight Coup. Okay? So when you're grinding for that that Nation of Beasts, you're like, I have a Midnight Coup. 
when I was grinding for the Amago loop, I didn't have its equal. I didn't have a fate bringer. I didn't have I didn't have its equal. So I kept I kept grinding for it. When you're grinding for a nation of beasts, you have its you basically have its equal in your inventory. Another example, another example, the chattering bones. You grind for a curated the curated chattering bones is garbage anyway. You grind for what you consider to be a god roll chattering bones. There are plenty plenty of 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 pulse rifles in the game that are basically as good as the chattering bones. So you you have some bad you have some bad uh you have some bad RNG and you your motivation to keep going is not really there cuz you're just like I have a go figure. I have a bygones, right? I have I have good pulse rifles in my inventory now. Now, if the Chattering Bones had something on it that you couldn't get anywhere else, if the Nation of Beasts had something on it that you couldn't get anywhere else, then you, you're talking about a different scenario, a different situation. Because then it's not only strong, but it's also a trophy. It's rare. It's You, you, you can't get this perk anywhere else, etc. Which is why Ikelos was so popular. The you know Trench Barrel perk was a brand new perk. And not only was it a brand new perk, it was a strong perk. You know, it was a very, very strong perk. And if, if I'm telling you, I don't think, I think a lot of people push back on ideas that I put out there because I genuinely, I genuinely think they don't understand how this game runs and operates. They think that you should get good gear and keep it for forever and use it for forever. And they don't understand that the reason they love that gear so much is because it was good and nothing else can really replace it if they're given their dream and their wish and so they basically just murder future incentive with an unreasonable expectation that you should be able to use your midnight coup for four years three years however long um the the game this game runs on an engine and that engine is incentive and grind and if incentive gets weakened, grind gets weakened. If grind gets weakened, no one's engaging with the content. If no one's engaging with the content, matchmaking goes down. If matchmaking times go down or get, you know, the, the funnel's not full, then the game the game slowly, slowly, slowly dies. So people are saying Bungie tweeted. Is it another one of the um, Owl Sector things? We could read it on stream. Um, let's see here. Let us see here. Oh, it's a trailer. Chart the path to the dark. Crown of Sorrow awaits. It's a trailer for the raid. Um, and it shows them going in and doing battle. I see an ogre. Uh, I see the Leviathan has been infested with Hive. Okay, it's clearly Hive. Callus uh, calls upon you once more. And they're shooting. Mm, victory will be richly rewarded. Um, and more hive, more hive. Crown of Sorrow, watch the world's first raid here. Crown of Sorrow. So, clearly, uh, very, very obvious that it's it's a hive raid. Um, I'm not gonna watch it right now because we're doing Q and A. We can watch it afterwards. There's not, there's, there's, there's nothing really significant about it. It's literally just them running through and killing stuff that's hive and there's an ogre. There's nothing to see. I promise you. It's not that significant and I'm not showing it during Q and a, okay, next question. Wordy. What are your thoughts on the change between getting to fabled and just getting an X amount of glory points? They needed to make a change. Um, they needed to make a change. 
I think this is in line with the fact that they need they need to recapture as I've said many many times they need to recapture the trials bounties uh, trials bounties okay trials bounties put a lot of uh, put a lot of casuals in the player pool and if more people were in the funnel of comp it's better for matchmaking if there's more casuals in the player pool that's good too so Dunamis says thoughts on September D3 or wait for next gen it ain't D3 promise CP4 Gators for the most part I'm really excited and looking forward to the new content of opulence am I setting myself up for failure especially after everything that has happened in D2 I'm just not answering questions like this anymore buy it play it if you like it keep playing I'm not telling you what you will like or if you should buy or not that's up to you questions like that I cannot answer because I'm not you. I'm not the gamer. I think the annual pass has been inconsistent, but the structure's good. I think opulence looks promising. Moon, moons, moon siren. What are your thoughts on the raid specifically? Do you think it'll be what the raid exotic might be? We, I've I've heard the raid exotic is an SMG. I heard it from a little birdie. I heard a little rumor that it's going to be an SMG. So, um, yeah. I, I don't how do I predict what it's gonna be? I don't I don't know how to predict that, but I heard it's an SMG. You think that the PvP pinnacle will make getting older ones easier since they will probably be more people playing. I have no idea. Again, you guys are asking too many speculative questions. I I, I think more people will get the sniper, but I think a lot of people got the recluse. I mean, obviously since since you aren't requiring as much, then probably more people will get it, yes. But the we're, you were you guys are asking me to make a lot of speculative answers like are you going to enjoy the content? I don't know. What's the new? What's the exotic going to be in the raid? I don't know. Are more people going to get this pinnacle weapon? I I don't know. Uh, BJB, what are your thoughts on Bungie having a stream two days after the DLC comes out? I've already talked about this. Uh, Tech Sarge from the Twab. It seems that the rune drops will be RNG based. Does that mean we'll also have to grind for runes? I mean, more than likely, yes. But also consider that the runes are probably going to be the way that you get to pick the specific gun and masterwork. Um, So there has to be some level of RNG, right? Like, they can't just let you get a... Like, oh, yeah, let's go. Recipe, good, done. Like, there's got to be some level of RNG to it. There's also the... um, There's also the, the random rolls on the guns themselves that are going to play a part. Um, so that's going to play a part too. I would think you could be able to get a lot of runes and then just slowly but surely really dig down on a specific type. And that's a good grind, right? Remember how I said the, the grind should be varied? Um, if you're going to have a varied grind, a varied grind looks like this. You grind for the runes, you get a bunch of the runes that you want, and then you grind for the gun that you want with the masterwork that you want. And then you then I am not going to play PVP destiny. Quit giving me the into the fray scrapper bounty. It's not happening. That's like the seventh one today. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) Uh, So I would say the the if the if the grind is varied like that, I think that's a good thing. You you don't want to just be like menagerie, 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 right? If you read about how to get runes, you're going to go and do a lot of different stuff in the game to get the runes. So you go and you do those things. You kind of fill your coffers. Once you feel like you've got enough runes to do the grind that you want, then you go and grind the menagerie. And then you take a break. 
Like, I said this even though I don't like it. I said this. I said Gambit Prime to Reckoning, Gambit Prime to Reckoning, I thought was a smart way to do it, right? I thought it was a smart way to do it. It was a varied grind. You could play some Gambit, get some runes, then go do Reckoning. Then play some Gambit, get some runes, then go do Reckoning. And I said, I was like, that's probably a pretty good way of doing it because if you're going to, if you get sick of, if you get sick of, uh, you know, Gambit, then you take a break, you go do some Reckoning. You know, the problem with the way they did Reckoning was you just didn't get the, the intentionality wasn't there. So it turned into, it, it just turned into too much exhaustion. That's always the danger with the grind is if you exhaust the players too much, they stop playing. So if it's like, well, the the 1K voices would be an example of this. You know, if you go a month and a half and you don't get it, are you going to keep running that raid, right? Especially consider this, consider this. If it takes you a month and a half to get 1K voices and in that time they make adjustments to the weapon or they nerf it or whatever, right? That's another aspect of of the incentive problem is that you know guns change you know everybody's using a gun everybody's using a gun it's really really strong and then all of a sudden it gets it gets nerfed it gets changed it gets made weaker whatever you know whatever they decide well again that is that's problematic for incentive because you're you know if you get the gun right away it's great you get to enjoy it when it's at its when it's at its height when it's at its strength um but if you don't, then the the problem remains that the content l- lowers in relevancy. The gun could get nerfed, you know, could get adjusted, and you just get kind of burned out. Did we lose a player? Um, okay, I think he must have left. I was gonna say we are we're having a hard time now, and I I, I felt like something was off, like we were we were weaker or something. Um, Tigo must have maybe did a tower run or something. All right, next question. Uh, Coldheart. Hey, Lono, you were so bent on not getting the Recluse before, even though we told you it's worth the grind, way easier to get than other Pinnacles. I'm like you, and I don't like PvP, but I stuck it out. Not trying to call you out. Yes, you are. Uh, I just want to know what changed your mind. Um, the fact that I could do it in two afternoons. <laughs> I wasn't going to do it on my own. Like that was the problem, and people were like in the community in the in the stream, they were like, "Well, we'll help you. We'll help you." And it's like, listen, I am not like spurning the help of viewers, but do you know how many times folks have been like, "Lono, we will help you. It'll go really fast. It's really really easy." And then we get in there, and it's not really really easy, and it's frustrating, and it's not what I wanted to sign up for. That has happened a lot to me over the years. And I was like, no, I'm not going to get convinced by a bunch of peacocks in the chat that are like, yo, I'm a really strong player. We'll get it done in no time, dude. It's so easy. No worries. And then I get an hour and a half in, I get invested, and it starts to become really unenjoyable. I didn't want to sign up for that. I did not want to sign up for that. There have been numerous times that Chad has convinced me to do something on the precipice, on the argument that it's easy and we're good and no problem, dude, we'll knock this out. Well, when Lucky and a bunch of really strong players offered, it was kind of a no-brainer, right? It was like, well, if they're going to help me do it, and we got it done so fast. I mean, they were, we stacked and just steamrolled. It took us literally two afternoons. 
it was different too when you're playing with streamers it's a little bit easier not to get frustrated it keeps me kind of in the pocket of just being positive we just had conversations I didn't feel like I was playing PvP do you know what I'm saying so that's why I push back on it it's entirely different for Lucky to come at me with a stacked team and say hey let's do this let's co-stream it'll be enjoyable that isn't quite the same as viewers saying it'll be easy we got this no problem there's just a huge huge difference um we had a good vibe we got along well it just was like this is gonna work this is really really easy you know this is also fun uh solideo gloria this may be too big of a question but what sort of elements would you like on an ideal horde mode bungie always seems to miss the mark here's the thing okay Here's the thing. The way they did the Verdant Forest was right there. I mean, it was right there, dude. It was right there. Just so close. Um, we, if, if the Verdant Forest would have been every 10 levels, it gets harder. Every 10 levels, it gets more challenging. Every 10, you know, whatever. Whatever the case may be, okay? Then... I would have been, that would have been perfect. Because eventually, you would have gone to the boss. You would have died. You would have wiped. It would have gotten harder and harder and harder and harder. Okay? And then, the incentive would have been, every 10 levels, you go, it gets harder, and then you could, like, increase, you could increase the likelihood of, like, a, a curated roll dropping or something. Um, that could have been really, really good. Because then again, you're creating incentive. You're creating it, it gets more, it gets harder, it gets more challenging. That's what a horde mode should feel like, and it just didn't feel like that. It was like, so I can go for forever. Why? No real reason. You know, you get to around, uh, you get to around like level. I think people started 15 to 20. It was clear you could just shut it down and go. Okay, so they were so close. They were so close. You could keep going if you wanted. It just needed to get harder, and there needed to be a loot incentive. There needed to be a loot incentive. There was no loot incentive. So it was like, so why am I going to grind this? This is really, really difficult. What's the What's the purpose? What's the point? Uh, you get more chests. You get more time, and you get five chests if you kill all five bosses. It was like, okay, but I can do that after twenty rounds. I don't. I don't need. Um, I don't need to go. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, you know, there was no need. There was no impetus. That was the problem. Verdant was like right on the edge. The, the, the haunted forest was right on the edge. The haunted forest. It got harder. It got harder. It got harder. And you ran out of time, right? Sorry for everybody watching about me saying it got harder a lot. Um, so people in the chat telling me about the raid trailer if you say it more than once after chats told you I'm aware you're you're kind of trending into being obnoxious one's being helpful saying it two and three times after chats told you I already know you're being obnoxious and stop it they've told you that I know so please stop <laughs> it's not the first time you said it you've said it four times I have eyes I can see chat and we watch the trailer already do you, you think we'll be getting uh, set bonuses with Season of the Drifter, or was that simply a test for the next annual pass? It could have been a test. It could have been a test. It could have also been something that they thought was the only way to make Gambit Prime appealing. Um, we need something else. We need more depth. We need, you know what I'm saying? 
if it would have been just, hey, we made some changes, that's not quite the same as we made changes and their set bonuses that are going to change the way you play, right? You know, it's going to change the way you play. They tried to add... They tried to add like another layer of incentive because I don't think Gambit Prime on its own was going to be enough. <coughs> I just don't think so. I don't. I don't. Um, I don't think they they did enough to make people really want to go in there. Think about think about what Gambit Prime is. It's Gambit and it's sweatier. Okay, and you're like, okay, why would I go and do that? And they're like, well, cause. You're like, yeah, that's not good enough. Okay. Oh, but there's new armor and there's set bonuses. It's going to change the way you play. You're going to be able to do this. You're going to be able to do that. If you really like invading, if you really like doing this. And then people are like, oh, okay. Even I took the bait. Even I took the bait. I looked at those armor set bonuses on the Rageous Roundtable and I started changing my tune. I was like, these might actually be pretty significant. These might actually be pretty good. I took the bait. It felt like more of a shift than just a new game mode. Um, since Bungie wants fire teams to focus on working together in terms of picking up orbs instead of using super regen exotic, should supers generate more orbs like Tether? I don't know. We're not there yet, so I, I can't speak to this. Uh, Amish Milkman. With the added weapon... Uh, intent and how the role is based on what combination is used that's not true do you think that Bungie's attempt to fix the issue made with the reckoning weapons okay so we gotta make sure we represent the information um, accurately okay gotta make sure we represent the information accurately what you said is not true um it is not true that you can determine the role with the runes you can determine the masterwork with the runes you can't like put in the right recipe and get out and and it spits out a god roll the way they indicated it in the blog post was that you can determine the masterwork and the gun I want this sniper with this masterwork and then that's what gets spit out so we're basically just going to have to do this until we get a minor until we get a minor uh, resist Uh, okay next question Oslik Prime. What new activity or quest are you most looking forward to? Menagerie. Cold Heart. Can you explain how cross save would work in D2? Basically, you would pick one account that you think is your account. So if you have most of the great stuff on your um if you have most of the, the good stuff on your PlayStation, you would say that's that's the account you want to become your main account. And then you would pull down all of your loot on the Xbox. It would become your main account. Everything's stored on Bungie.net, so it would just sync there. No lives. How good Recluse is and the fact that you think Bungie's going to nerf it, um, what do you think they could do to make a more viable weapon but not be the best weapon of all? L- listen, what they this is what they do, and this is why I think people don't understand that they can't create a hand cannon or a shotgun that's actually stronger than what you already have. This is why people are like, no, let me use the Midnight Coup for forever. Just make stronger weapons so I'll put it down. Okay, they can't do that. And here's why. Um, There is only so much you can do within a given power hierarchy in the game. So, the way you make new weapons 
interesting is you say this is a pyramid of efficiency for primary weapons and this curated role basically functions at the pinnacle it's the strongest it's the strongest of its type right it is a it is at the it is at the top okay and so then you get that now once you have that weapon built within that like okay this is the best type of hand cannon you can get the best types of rolls or whatever then you iterate on the perks like how can we make a primary weapon stronger or I'm sorry how can we make the perks work to keep this as one of the best weapons in this in this pyramid right so you say okay we've got a hand cannon this is the best type of hand cannon you can use like this is the best combination of perks or whatever okay and then you make perks to work within that so no matter what no matter what a gun that's curated in the raid or a pinnacle or whatever it should be the best it should be the absolute best okay and one then you start working within the best okay you start working within the best you say okay how do we what what perks can we add what perks can we do within this at its best now those are lateral upgrades you're putting down your midnight coup you're putting down your ikalash shotgun and you're using other weapons that are essentially just as strong this is why incentive dies if you never reset us if you never leave stuff behind because you're only ever making lateral upgrades we'll just make them stronger it's not freaking possible you can only kill trash ads so fast you can only kill mid-tier ads so quickly you know majors and and mini bosses you can only kill them so quickly and so if you like you can't make if you have like a like the strongest primary type in the game okay you have the strongest primary type in the game you can't make another primary that's just like what is this game doing that is stronger than that type it's like no that's that's at the pinnacle if it's at the pinnacle then that's it that's as strong as you can get. You can't make something that's stronger than the breakneck. You can't make something stronger than the midnight coup. Guess what happens when you make something stronger than the midnight coup and the breakneck? Guess what happens? You end up with the recluse, where it is so strong, it's trivializing PvE content. Because it is it is literally the strongest weapon in the game. Because once it's buffed, its rate of fire, its way of doling out damage it turns everything in front of it to ribbons it doesn't nothing stands a chance you turn you turn majors into red bars so oslik prime how awesome would it be to apply to all armor option for shaders it'd be great i'd also love to be able to rotate the shader so color application rotates i don't want black to be the highlights i want red to be the highlights and then it it should uh, it should let you rotate that that would be good as well. Uh, next question. Do you think with even with the Nerf's Whisper will continue to be a top tier? Yes, because if everyone is primed and ready to go, if you're standing in a well and you wait for Whisper Breathing, everybody having 21 shots of Whisper Breathing, Well of Radiance, and you never have to reload, that's still going to be a great boss cycle given, given the right encounter. Parasito hopes for World's First Duration. Title City Max Light. I think the world's first race will probably take the world's first team 
under five hours. It'll be under five, I think. Because it's a shorter raid, we know that. It's not a, It's not going to be Last Wish. These raids are shorter that they put into this content. And a, a, a standard 15 Delta isn't going to be enough to s- slow down, you know, the world's most talented, most stacked teams. Um, that's just, that's, that's not enough. Um, they're going to, you're going to need more to slow those people down. It's going to come down to strategy, skill, and intelligence. It's not going to be this like, oh, the team that won was at Delta the entire time. So they were, you know, they were never challenged. I think what Scourge took was Scourge like three hours or something. I don't Scourge was not very long. Uh, Scourge could have been significantly longer if we were not overleveled. Because a lot of those fights would have been tough. There's a lot of intensity with the ads in Scourge that's not intense when you're at Delta. Scourge was an hour and 42. It was under two hours. That's ridiculous. Yeah, the Delta's to blame for that. You know, nobody... It's like a strike at that point with, with mechanics and a big boss. Like, it just becomes like a strike to a lot of people. Because you're never, you're never really dying. You're never really feeling like you're weak. I don't like Delta being the primary source of challenge. But if it's zero source of challenge, that's ridiculous. Fidel, what's going on? I uh, hope you're having a great day. Just joining the stream now. What are your hopes for this season? Uh, I'm not answering that. Uh, what do you expect to get Worlds first? Who do you expect to get Worlds first? I don't know. I don't have a dog in the fight. I just like playing it day one because it's fun. Um, done. What do you think about the idea of killing Quarry in the raid, fighting the 15th uh, wish, which leads to the end of the curse? Yeah, a lot of people are making that prediction. Um, I don't really get I don't really get deep into the predictions like that. I don't. Ash and Annihilator. Uh, with the changes to Whisper, do you think this may push Bungie to fix ammo economy? Um, fix ammo, heavy, or at least heavy ammo economy. I can imagine a lot of the raid teams having DPS trouble if they get ammo screwed. Well, I mean, that's a problem that happens in Gambit Prime now, so yeah, it probably will happen. I mean, you will literally lose a Gambit game. You literally lose a Gambit game because you don't get ammo. Right? I, I don't, I don't necessarily think, um, that's a good thing. It's a shooter, right? We shouldn't be losing encounters or failing encounters because um, we don't we don't get ammo to drop so we're down a player I'm going to orbit because I'm getting I'm, I'm getting annoyed um, everything's taking longer and we're dying a lot because we're down a player it's not that fast mindless grind um, DJ booty eater ha huh? do you think the glory and crucible could be handled better I think it's fine it's just for the it's literally just for the pinnacle aloof hunter. Will you still be able to pick up orbs for the Pinnacle Grenade Launcher? We have no idea. JD Gamer, what are your thoughts on Broman saying if the raid we will face the Vex Mine? Do you think the raid will have anything to do with Callus? I think people are getting really, really specific in their predictions. I think if every jot and tittle of their prediction comes true, I'm going to be kind of suspi- <laughs> suspicious. People are getting really, really specific in their predictions. And I'm going to have a hard time thinking they just pulled that out of thin air if every jot and tittle comes true. Like, I'm like, people are naming the person we're going to fight, how we're going to fight her, what's going to happen afterwards, what's that going to do to the future. And I'm like, but where are you pulling this from? Now, 
Today, clearly, it's Hive-based from the trailer, and we had the day one emblems. But I'm like, I don't know, dude. I don't know. People got really, really specific with their predictions. Now, that's fine. Everybody can make predictions. I'm not faulting anybody for making predictions. My eyebrow's going to go up if, like, somebody gets it, like, 100% right. Like, when you do your, like, March Madness bracket, and you, like, get every single one right just kind of randomly, that's always kind of like, you know, that's, like, dumb luck. This is a little bit different. It's like, I, I don't know. Uh, the YouTube description of the trailer says it's a callous loyalist. Well, it already sounds like it's not what people have been predicting then. Kiraya or whatever her name is. She's not going to be a cabal loyalist. She's not going to be a callous loyalist. I don't think so. Everybody was assuming that she was going to be sent by Savathun. So it's likely that people's predictions are already being proven, uh, already being proven false. We'll have to wait and see. I don't know. She's a Vex. Curia. Curia. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see. People just got mega, mega specific. And I'm like, I know people get nudges and tips and inside information and they never admit it, but they do. And I just was like, where are you guys pulling this from? So we'll see. We'll have to wait and see. Estimated profit. Just curious about your thoughts on the menagerie being too similar to Reckoning. A few mechanics aside, it's still a horde mode. What can they do to ensure that it doesn't seem like copy-paste? I mean, you got Blind Well, you got Escalation Protocol, you got the Verdant Forest, you got the Haunted Forest, you got, um, you, you've got the Four Forges, and you got the Reckoning. Everything's gonna feel somewhat samey. It's Destiny. If it's satisfying, if it's fun, and the loot's good, that's all that really matters. Pip Styles. Uh, how do you think the Conquest modifier will play out? What's called Contest not conquest do you think that we'll see it said in the future i hope this is a future th- this is a future uh segment yeah i they could also use it to do um a hard mode they could do a hard mode think about it you could you know once everybody's 750 once everybody's 750 you could turn it on and it makes everything 765 so you go in at 750 and it basically makes it like a hard mode raid so as I become more of a casual Destiny player, I'm not looking for casualification. Intentionality is more important to me. Do you foresee intentionality in armor and gun farming this season? Yeah, that's exactly what the chalice is. Uh, Rogu. What is going to be your loadout for the raid? Uh, probably recluse threat level and then a variety of heavies. I'll take a variety of heavies in with me. 1k, Whisper, um, Sleeper, you know, Tragican, who knows, Darcy. Um, and then I'll probably also go in with Outbreak. I think Outbreak, if you get into distant fights, Recluse is going to struggle a little bit. Recluse is really strong, but you have to be able to feed it trash ads. And if you're, if you're doing tons of distance fights, it's a little bit harder to get Recluse going and Outbreak could be really strong, especially majors. You know, if they're putting captains and stuff up on these, these areas that are harder to shoot and you're struggling to melt them with Recluse, that's when Outbreak's gonna shine. RJ. What would your opinion of the Pinnacle Grenade Launcher change about running to find orbs since the Grenade Launcher creates orbs itself since it's a masterwork weapon? I want you to think about what you just said. So I'm gonna create orbs with my power ammo. So I'm gonna be killing what? Trash adds with my power ammo to get a damage buff. So I'm using power... I'm, I'm getting rid of ammo to get some ammo buffed 
do you see what you're saying? Like, that's a terrible system. If I have to use four or five grenades to get six of them buffed, then I is that even going to be enough? If the buff doesn't make those six grenade twice as strong, I could stand on a rally barricade or a lunafaction rift, save all my ammo and just ammo dump and net more damage than you. If you use six grenades to make six orbs and then you buff six grenades, the only way that works out, the only way that works out is if it makes the grenades so insanely strong that it was worth it to spend the ammo. It just doesn't line up to me. It doesn't line up as a motivator. It just doesn't. It just sounds backwards. Why are, why are you using trash ads die in one shot? Okay, do you know how orbs are created, homie? Do you know how orbs are created? Orbs are created on multi-kills, which means if you use one grenade to get a multi-kill, that's one orb. You need six orbs to create the six grenades that are buffed. So you potentially, even in the ideal situation, if one grenade multi-kill gets you an orb, another grenade multi-kill gets you an orb, right? That's six grenades for six orbs. Like, that's a terrible trade. Even if, even if it makes the grenades twice as strong, you've netted nothing. You got rid of six grenades to make these six grenades stronger. You're just doing the damage faster. Instead of going one through 12, you're going one through six. You know, now, honestly, I don't think you're going to be picking up orbs that you're creating. You're going to be creating, you're going to be picking up orbs probably that your team's doing, right? You use your Nova, you land in your buddy's well, and there's some orbs there. There's some orbs there from someone's tether, and that's where the orbs are going to be coming from. Obviously, too, if you're running around with a recluse, you're going to be making orbs as well. So that could be feeding the weapon. The real question I have isn't like, oh, how many can I get? It's, okay, if, let's say I create six orbs with the recluse and I run over them. I'm working on getting my super, okay? Does that automatically apply to the grenade launcher even though it's stowed? Can I unstow it to pick up the orbs and then restow it and save those charged grenades? I don't know. 245 bits from Blackbird. Thank you. Um, and I missed a new Prime sub from Sueno uh, Pequeño. Uh, Sueno Pequeño. And then Doodlehammer. I think I missed yours too. And then Khan910 with the Prime sub. I think I missed your guys' subs. I'm sorry. We'll have to wait and see how it works. Because if I can create orbs and just buff the grenade launcher while it's stowed, that's freaking awesome. But if I have to get the thing out, get the six orbs, and then use it or I lose it, like if it has a timer, if it goes away when stowed, that's not nearly as helpful. That's super narrow. Think of how narrow that is. No super, so you can pick up orbs, pick up six orbs with the grenade launcher out, and now you got to dump those six grenades to maximize the weapon's efficiency. Uh, Solidus, Lee. Since we were on the topic of pinnacle weapons earlier, do you think the mountaintop is on the nerf radar? Maybe. Everybody says it's really, really strong in PvE, like super duper strong in PvE. Um, so I would think uh, that 
they're they're gonna need I don't know if they're going to I'm not saying they need to but I think that those are some things that are gonna get they're gonna get looked at Armani Slip Myth of Zur and Eagle thank you for all the resubs 2 months 13 months and 4 months Evil the Waffler I love your Warlock build with Tractor Cannon and Nova uh will you do more for next season I mean that was just I don't really do builds I don't really do build videos that was just something I came up with on my own I, I, I don't do like a I don't do testing or anything that was just fun Lucky J, can you clarify the new season preparation guidelines? It's confusing. Different sources saying what will and will not carry over, all contradicting each other. The most recent info comes from Forbes. These are the only ways to prepare for Destiny 2 Season of Opulence. This article is very disheartening, but we are unable to corroborate for or against it. Can you clarify? Okay. Um, thank you, Crafty's uh, Wiggly Balls. I appreciate that. Okay, here's the deal. Anything that's completed in this season if that thing rewards a powerful it doesn't it gets capped so if you have like a clan bounty and it says it gives you a powerful engram and it's already completed and you're holding it and you pop it tuesday afternoon after season of opulence starts it's a 700 okay now any milestones completed in the next season will give you stuff at the new cap so you can save bounties for the dreaming city bounties for ikora bounties for hawthorne and when you turn those in you're gonna roll over those milestones okay and when you do that that's powerful you're basically jumping in line you're like i can complete hawthorne dreaming city and ikora almost instantaneously as soon as the season starts that's a big benefit what they shut down was a bounty completed this season if it has a powerful attached to the bounty itself not the milestone the bounty the bounty gets capped this is because of all the iron bounty uh iron banner bounties that were saved last season okay the other adjustment they made was the infamy if you have bounties from season of the drifter and those bounties are used to roll you over in a season of opulence those infamy rollovers are over supposed to be capped i don't believe them I don't believe them. I'm saving my bounties for those. Um, Rogu, what if what is going to be your loadout for the raid? I already answered this. Uh, what do you think uh, the initial mission before being able to do the raid? Is there only going to be... Will there be more missions or quests? I have no idea. Do you think they will see any new subclasses for each character? Nope. They would have already promoted it. Jasky, how do you think they should handle pinnacle weapons going forward regarding the acquisitions of the guns? I think it's fine. Coldheart, I did bounty prep, but people said no gambit bounties. Why not? Just answered that. Dr. Oledian, will we not have a vendor refresh? No, probably in September. Icorane, Um, What are you hoping for lore-wise next season? I don't really have a lot. I don't, I don't wish for stuff like that. I just want to chase loot and kill bad guys. RJ, would you be opposed to the gunsmith smelling mods that are already answered your question? Stop submitting questions twice, guys. Please stop doing that. If Nightbot responds to you, your question's in there. Guys are submitting questions multiple times. Spread way out. Like, you got to pay attention to chat. If you're able to type up a question, you're able to read, which means you can look in chat when Nightbot responds to you. Tech Sarge, what are your thoughts on the new Pursuit menu? I think it looks good. Quality of life menu stuff getting cleaned up is always a good thing. Uh, PKMT. Do you think that the whispers we've been hearing are related to the new raid? No idea. Cover 2. Do you think they're done with Rasputin? No, I think Rasputin will come into play later. 
Aaron. Do you think Bungie could kind of do a force replayability with changing the rune combos for weapons and roll combinations? No, that would be really, really rude. That'd be really, really rude. It was a reform question. I'm not answering reform questions. Oscar, any predictions on Iron Banner Quest? Thanks. It's going to be an exotic. It might even be that SMG that we saw. Uh, Full Moon Fang. Full Moon Fang says, Do you think Opulence will introduce Guardian Aldrin? Maybe. I think they're holding on to him for September. Tech Sarge, Pyramid Ships will be D3 or New Season Pass. D3. Pyramid Ships are D3, I'm fairly certain. Dreadnought is in September, and that'll that'll be like, you know how Forsaken kind of set the ethos for the next year? Dreadnought's going to do the same thing, and that'll get us probably to D3. And D3 will be Triangle Ships. August, do you think they could bring back Contest Mode for the raid certain weeks? Yeah, I think they could bring it back as a hard mode. I already said that. Um, Josh25, what do you think about the Nightfall and Strike Weapons be, not being updated to Year 3 with mods? I think that'd be an easy win. Because if they just did, uh, what were some of the ones? The Duty Bound and some of the others? If they just gave them the Year 2 treatment, that's all, that's a small handful of weapons. I think that'd be good. Bumble 17. Whilst I'm not advocating for weapons to be accessible for multiple avenues, do you think part of the frustration with PvE pinnacle weapons is they are comparatively underwhelming compared to the Crucible? I understand the PvE are easier to get, but should they require a tougher grind than at present, but be more rewarding? Well, I'd be fine with that. I loaded question was kind of, you know, ho-hum. Oxygen scout rifle was kind of ho-hum. Breakneck's really strong. Uh, And then obviously Luna's mountaintop and recluse are stupid in comparison. So, con 910. Do you think that maybe the nerfs are coming because they fully expect us to use those exotics because they won't have enough time to rework them? They're still going to be used. They wanted to be able to make actual content that's challenging. Cruxley, do you think we'll ever see armor on par with D1 Age of Triumph again? As far as aesthetics, maybe. Sci-Fireman, are you more excited for Opulence tomorrow or the news that we'll get on Thursday? I... Probably the news that we'll get on Thursday. I think it's more important. Offline. BTW. Do you think raid gear will have raid perks like Vogue armor weapons? I would love for that to be the case, but we've talked about this before. Raid perks and set bonuses need a context. I need a hard mode. If I'm not going into hard mode, I don't need that stuff. Uh, Lethal Wolfie. Where do you think Bungie is headed story-wise for the next DLC or annual pass? The Dreadnought. Metal Face. Do you think we will become Warriors of Dark or that the new future of Destiny? Uh, that new tweet may be foreshadowing that. No, I don't think so. I thought it was free. Is a complete new loophole surprise waiting for us? I'd love that in September. All Weezy. Slightly off topic, I wasn't here earlier. How has the Recluse been in your opinion? I think it's going to get nerfed, but it's really fun and amazing for now. Tech Sarge. Will they put a cap on the amount of runes you can carry? I don't know. I don't like when they just arbitrarily cap currency, but if they arbitrarily cap the currency, that's just going to drive you to go do you know, the menagerie to get the guns. I would hope they wouldn't cap it too low so you could get into a rhythm and do the menagerie multiple times and get multiple drops on a specific weapon throughout that day instead of having to stop and go get more. By Hova, do you think Bungie should have incorporated a D1 system regarding weapons and armor in D2? What I mean is that after Season 1, all weapons cap and the max light. Yeah, I've argued for leaving stuff behind numerous times. Uh, People don't like my argument though, but I still think we need it. Eve, Evo, uh, EV original. What can Bungie do that they haven't already done to engage players at the end of the season once things have been figured out? 
Um, this is really generic, so I don't know what you want me to say. I mean, they give us content and they give us loot to chase. That's what they're supposed to do. They've done that pretty much every season. There's always going to be dry spells, but there hasn't been significant droughts, and that's the point to remember. Mike, what are your thoughts on the presentate uh, the preseason lore dropping? They did it with the Warlock notes before Scourge of the Past, and they're doing it again with Cabal Transmissions now. I love it. It's cool. Owl Sector stuff was really neat before Rise of Iron, so... Home taping. Not sure if it's been asked this. I'm a bit new here. Do you think Kallus is on our side? Yes, and I think he needs our help. Uh, fear for Zone. My hopes for this season is that I hope that Bungie will bring back old raids from Destiny 1. They could use them in the Infinite Forest to do that. Opinions. Uh, this is literally an idea that's been trotted out hundreds of times, so I, that's not a question. Mike. Do you think this raid will be more fighty than mechanics and so the power level restraints will be the main challenge? Um, I have no idea. I it, I think it's going to be a short raid like Scourge and it'll be good for puzzles, but you're going to you're going to have a good healthy dose of like I'm not super strong. So Seaboy, do you think having too much control over the rolls on our weapon in the menagerie could potentially ruin the longevity? Yes, I already talked about that. Debro Colby, what do you think about using a system similar to adept weapons in D1 for D2 to switch what gear is used? The adept system would be nice, but we don't, there would need to be a reason. They could do that with curated rolls or pinnacle rolls, like once you get it, a quest opens, you know, and then you go for the better version. Do you think we get a bigger vault? No, I already answered this. Are we fighting Savathun in the new raid? No, that's probably September. Do you think they will keep raising the power level every DC annual pass? I think so. Do you think that Destiny 3 will cut back on microtransactions and the branched off of Activision? No, if anything, microtransactions is going to have a bigger presence. What will happen after we beat the pyramid ships because beating the darkness could mean that we win the war? I have no idea how to predict this. That'll probably be the ongoing battle in Destiny 3, and I don't know. Now the raid trailer's been released, do you think it'll be Qyra or however you say her name? It's obviously going to be Hive, but apparently the title of the trailer says it's going to be a loyalist to Kallus. I don't think she's a loyalist to Kallus. That might not square with the lore. She's a loyalist to Savathun. She could be a strike boss or a nightfall boss in the September DLC with Savathun on the Dreadnought, and then we we fight Savathun there as the raid boss, with that being one of the bosses leading up to it. So... I thought it was free. Do you find it concerning they've not promoted any menagerie weapons? I don't know what you're talking about. The weapons were front and center in all the marketing pictures. They were using them in the trailers. I'm not sure what you mean. Uncle Brada, you'll all know I've uh, been a long time Destiny player since the beta till Forsaken. Do you think it's just better to wait to Destiny 3 or jump back now? Up to you. I don't answer questions like this. It's up to you. Watch the trailers. Make your own assessment. I don't care what you do. I play because I think it's fun. You should only play if you think it's fun too. That's up to you, not me. Do you think having too much control over the weapon rolls and magic will ruin longevity in the combat? Okay, you guys are doing this on purpose now, I think, some of you. I literally just answered this, so that's a perma. Don't come back. All right, I'm going to end the talk there. That's all the questions. Uh, If you guys enjoy this content, if you're here brand new, be sure to click the follow button, click that heart button. Uh, As always, these talks hit the other places, and they hit all the other other places. If you're new, I'm not shutting down, by the way, either. I'm going to do the uh, outro here. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live. Twitch.tv slash say no to rage. As with all of my content, I appreciate you listening and watching. Please like, share, and subscribe.